1: speak basketball.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Rivas, who's so stubborn <laughs> and still saying Vision Six Nine, but I'm I'm almost done. I will I will have a new catchphrase very soon.
1: And uh who, sir, in the flannel are you? I'm the producer. I'm Matt Duncan. Fred, you almost forgot to do this thing because I've obviously created a complex for you on the YouTube. Uh, intro where I have to distort your face in some crazy way because yeah. vision six, nine is a bit of a fever dream now. So we have yeah. to, you know, a little bit of pathetic fallacy, I'd think with the yeah, YouTube for clips. Sure.
2: And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to distort <laughs> my face.
1: It does. Yeah. I spent a good 10, 15 minutes on that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. I hope that's
2: uh, I hope, hope you, you know, sleep well at night and all that. Um <laughs> we,
1: uh, Maddie, I should just say, how the hell are you doing? You know, pretty good folks. The X is coming up. Hopefully we'll record the next episode from, from the, the tail end of the X food You're building. You're plugging the X? Yeah. We're plugging the X right now. It's always oh. an exciting time for people in the city who, uh, say goodbye to the summer. Cause you know, I'm a fall guy. I like the fall sports starts up again and sure. well, why not eat, uh, 4,000 calories and some kind of weird cronut to finish it off, you know? Yeah. Check out CNE. Go to Medieval Times. Um, right, yeah, Medieval Times. Um, <laughs> to support
2: your local, ex. Uh, yeah, we're we're a Raptors podcast. We're a Raptors Republic. Um, we're going to start off with some NBA stuff, but uh, let's get right to our guests here. Uh, coming back to the podcast. Uh, uh, I'm a fan of his. Uh, he's a great writer. He's an awesome podcaster. He's with the Stars, with the Guardians, with Raptors Republic 2. Um, got to hang out a little bit at the um, at the WNBA preseason game. Make some noise, even if you're at home alone, for Oren Weisfeld. Woo! make some voice
0: for yourself not enough people do it. Having me, man. thanks for having me always enjoy the confederacy of dunks looking for people who speak basketball
2: yeah man um thanks for thanks for doing it glad to have you
0: back happy to be here
2: um let's uh let's bring on guest number two uh he's done this podcast uh, a healthy amount of times uh he's with rappers hq uh uh, he's always doing Raptor spots for uh, CBC and uh, I was going to say cp 24 Maybe he's done cp 24 I don't know. Uh, make some noise, even if you're at home alone, for Jay Rosales. <laughs> ooh,
0: ooh,
3: ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm hiding behind here. cp 24 Yeah, yeah. Actually, more so that than CBC lately. But, you know, thanks for the intro. You know, it's funny. Whenever you have guests, there is a... I don't know if it's an intended formula, but it's like you have one basketball guy and one comedian. Mm-hmm. So, considering the other guest on here, I'm gonna say I'm the comedian. So I'm gonna
0: wow. back a be bit. The comedian though. I uh, want to be a <laughs> harsh. Nah, man. Being or the basketball Orin's, guy is Orin's is... That means you have to have like reliable analysis and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's you. I'd rather Orin, crack man. a joke or. <laughs> yeah, that's hey. it
3: maybe we can play both roles today we'll play uh basketballian and, and comedic
0: style. i hope we all can really yeah
3: <laughs> yeah yeah we can <laughs> we can so. we can like you know we have
0: multitudes right um yeah we're complicated creatures
2: and let me I also say be. how dare you expose my formula oh damn i just did I just <laughs> my did. very obvious uh, repetitive <laughs> formula how dare you <laughs>
3: <laughs> no nah, man I'm, I'm really happy to be here i'm happy that uh you know you paired me up with Oren this is this is gonna be a lot of fun man is that some kind of joke um <laughs> not yet i haven't cracked
2: about yet <laughs> <laughs> okay this weird start by me but um that's that's fair let's uh let's let's get to it um maddie give me your weird yeah it's gonna get weirder so maddie give me your weirdest weird owl nba sting
0: this is adam silver huh, huh
2: we hear it every time I
0: like how yeah trust in mass
2: there we go trust in mass eye um, those stings are uh, probably a year old
0: at this point. And, <laughs> I've and heard them, I've they, heard them.
2: <laughs> they have lag too like yeah the, the first one sounds like the sting is like not gonna like something is the audio is distorted like it's not gonna finish um Anyways, I'm hoping one episode the sting like dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, okay, uh, it's uh, it's the middle of the summer, and um, we're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, a bunch of different stuff. We'll get to FIBA stuff. We'll get to some rapture stuff later on. But um, I was saying this before the podcast to uh, Oren. Um, yeah, with all well, you know, the Pascal rumors. Uh, it sort of got me thinking, you know, if Dame and Pascal were paired up, where would they rank in terms of uh, league duos? Uh, but they're not paired up, so I kind of thought, what are the what are the best duos in the NBA? Like, what are the NBA Jam duos uh, or or your favorite duos? So, um, yeah, Oren, let me go with you first. Uh, I don't know if it makes sense, guys, to do sort of like maybe, Orrin, you name one, and then if we have it, we can sort of like talk about it, and then we'll, we'll sort of like go around till all of our picks get taken.
0: Sure. I feel like the obvious one that has been talked about a lot recently and we probably all have on our list just because it's so timely is Jokic and Murray. I mean, put your hand up if you... If you did that, not on my list. Not, not on, on your the, list, but wow. yeah, okay. it's
2: it's on my list. Yes.
0: Yeah, I that was definitely the first one that came to mind, just because they just won the championship, and it's such a two man game that like the whole team mm-hmm. runs through that two man game, and they really do make beautiful basketball. Like I don't want to say that it's boring just because like everyone's talked about it. That's the only reason I feel this way, but really it is a beautiful two man game. Complement each other beautifully. Um, they go way back to they they played like um, they played basically in like the, you know, non-American team in one of those like mm-hmm. tournaments that's like America versus the world and they played together there before they were drafted. So it's a cool story, too. Uh, but yeah, Jokic and Murray, that's that w- that's my number one duo in the NBA right now. And I, I think that's with a bullet, too. Um,
2: yeah I, I had them as my my number two my my main reason um, for having them though is that uh, I was just thinking of like you know last year's MVP candidates and yeah I don't you know there's a bit of foreshadowing but I don't really think that any of the other MVP candidates have anyone like like Jokic you know was the MVP but I don't think the the other guys have someone that's PJ really Tucker. Uh, yeah PJ Tucker fair enough you know um <laughs> Uh, uh, Thanasis. Um <laughs> No but yeah like I, I don't think there's anyone Who's really sort of touches Murray as far as like the second best Guy so and I do yeah. think That the MVPs kind of have like a pretty Big distance on the field uh, But yeah so That was sort of my thing but yeah I think I think The way they play and how like much They're utilized uh, is, is A yep. key point or also I feel like that That duo is definitely getting better right
0: Yeah, I mean, Murray is for sure. I think Murray got this bump in, like, the... I don't know if you guys have seen some of these, like, NBA rankings that came out after the season, but, you know, Mm -hmm. Murray is, like... I guess he's, like, now a top, like, 50 and 20 player, and I think that's pushing it a little bit because he just looks so much better beside Jokic, who's, like, the best player in the world at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think Jokic is just, like, so good. And, And Murray might not be, like, in my opinion like a top 15 player but he complements jokic so perfectly especially mm-hmm. as like a late game guy you just kind of need a guard to do some of that stuff and and murray is just like one of the best clutch players in the league so yeah i, I forgot i forgot what the question was but they're my number one duo <laughs> yeah no i
2: am I'm, uh, I'm i'm with you uh okay jay who's your yeah, who, who
3: who's a duo you got uh just just a quick comment on on that duo i i said i didn't have them but it was like i had for me a 1a and a 1b immediately so it was really mm-hmm. choosing ch- between these two and then where Yo Kitchen murray fell for me it was like i also had a 2a 2b slot and they, they found that 2b so that knocked him out but anyways mm-hmm. uh my one who i kept going back to and this things i i really got stuck on NBA Jam, and I tried to think about like if the game actually existed, if there was actually this two-on-two sure. tournament, uh, I kept coming back to Harden and Embiid, and I think that there's enough there, and I think maybe I've been watching a bit too much of like YouTube videos of guys playing one-on-one, and whenever you see one-on-one tournaments or even two-on-two, it's really physical and uh, you know you, you can't get much separation it's not the kind of thing that like a let's say a curry and clay could really thrive on because you're not really creating much space it's a lot of shots and traffic so I don't know I, I kept coming back to Embiid and Harden and you know you did mention MVPs earlier and you're mentioning Jokic so I guess this is a uh I reluctantly choosing the Sixers here but uh mm-hmm. yeah my 1A 1B I went with 1A and that's that's Embiid and and Harden what you guys think?
0: Yeah, I kind of like this because we've taken very different approaches. I didn't think about the video game at all. I was just like five (laughs) on five NBA basketball. Who's the best duo? Uh, That's how I thought about it. So my answers, I'm just looking at them are very like boring in the sense of like if you put them in NBA Jam, they're not going to like wow you. I think your answer is good because it's like the perfect NBA Jam answer. But as soon as you put Harden in like a meaningful game, yeah. No way, you know,
3: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's nowhere near this list.
2: (laughs) Although, you know, if we are thinking like uh, NBA jam style, Embiid would could really like push people well, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like pushing is a big part of that game, so um, he could definitely push the shit out of people, he's Um, a pusher, he's a pusher, you know, (laughs) okay,
3: Uh, um, pusher E. I didn't think about this too much because like there's also like no foul calls so maybe he wouldn't do well I don't know oh Harden really, yeah and Embiid
0: yeah. oh man they, yeah maybe, I think yeah, I picked the wrong duo. takes a it. lot out of their games
3: Shoot. yeah and
2: I think I'm probably just maybe I'm too low on Embiid or I mean sorry Harden like I think Harden's still a really oh, good yeah, player I guess I'm, I just I'm pretty low I sort of yeah I don't have him
0: I mean, not trust think, him in like real moments either
3: I'm yeah. regretting this decision more and more now not I th- now I think about there's no referees in NBA Jam, so maybe my thinking's a bit off here.
2: Okay. Uh, well let me let, let me bust up mine and and this is really reluctant and I honestly hope that both of you disagree with me because that would make me feel like okay, I can I can chill and like walk this opinion back. Um, but I do have Tatum and Brown uh, mm. as uh, one of the best duos Um, Hmm. yeah, as far as NBA jam, yeah, there's no big, I guess, but I just feel like they, um, are both really good players. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really get into sort of like the Tatum is really an MVP candidate, uh, talk last year, but I think he, you know, is a definitive, like whatever, top eight player, top 10 player. And I think Brown is like also, you know, I would say a definitive top 20 players. So, and I think they just kind of play every aspect of basketball. Well, so the, when I think about duos, um, those two just, they play well within in a variety of situations. So, uh, do, do you guys have a uh, Tatum and Brown? I, ho- I hope that you guys don't cause that makes me feel good. Nice. Okay, great. Synchronized. No. Yeah. No. that That's legit what I wanted. I always want to not like the Celtics. So this is me overcompensating, you know,
0: <laughs> they, they came to my mind that duo. Um, but then I think compared to some of the best duos in the league, honestly, all my best duos, I think are mostly like a big and a guard or like a wing and a big just because yeah, like it's really hard for two wings to complement each other. It's the same Mm -hmm. problem. Katie and Paul George run into who I think when healthy are actually more talented than Brown and Tatum, but it's like the same problem. It's they don't really like make the other one better so much. Like it's one of their turns and then it's the other one turn. And -hmm. it helps a lot to have that other guy on the other side of the floor, but it's not the same way you use a two man game. Like, like again, Jokic and Murray, because again, those guys are defended by like size people. I'm I'm getting into like NBA nerdy stuff, but hey, I'm just no, saying no, like you good. can switch this that. Did. Like it's just kind of different mm-hmm. when it's two wings. Um, so that's kind of why I don't think any of my duos are like like size players. I just think it's really hard for them to kind of complement each other and, and bring the best out of each other.
2: Who's your uh, Who's your second duo?
0: My second duo. is is Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo? Who that's honestly? Strong. Yeah, I really yeah, like. That. You know, I think I think they're like again. That's like the boring answer. Like in a video game, no one is picking those two. <laughs> yeah. But in real life, they went to the finals in two of the last three seasons. And like we joke a lot about Heat culture, and they find these undrafted guys, and those guys become good players. But really, we all know it's Jimmy and Bam that that lead like that team, and like by far the two best players for the past five years there. So. Um yeah, you got to give them credit cuz they're just winners.
2: Yeah, that's that's a great answer. I feel like that's better than my third team. Like I I feel like I knew I was going to miss someone. Um and and bam I, th- I think Bam's amazing. I I, I I don't even really think I underrate him, but I clearly clearly do if I, like I'm not thinking about him as a as a because he's just such a spectacular defensive player, and yeah, he's a winner.
3: so if if this Miami if this Dame to Miami trade ever happens, are you bumping Jimmy for Dame? or are you keeping it Jimmy and Bam?
0: That's a great question. I guess you, I got to see it first, you know, because if we're talking about duos again, it's like, how do these two players, you mm-hmm. know? So you kind of got to see, does does Dame and, you know, what's their end of game offense? Is it Dame and Bam? Is it Dame and Jimmy pick and rolls? Um, so I guess I, I would really, have to see it first, but it would be hard. I, I think it would be hard to, to, like, knock Jimmy out of that duo because he's just so good. Yeah, I
2: think I yeah. might go Dame and Jimmy. Um, you just go
3: the all no no big route let's just let's just go well yeah i was i was just
2: sort of thinking about like the two best players on the team but um yeah yeah but
3: yeah bam bam's amazing um okay jay who's your who's your uh second duo my my one b was uh was katie and booker um yeah here's where i totally abandoned the whole big and 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 guard thing this is the only time I did actually I had like a top five and they were the only one that was just no big um but yeah it's just I they are just two lethal scorers right and it's it's incredible that you know we're gonna get a full season of them upcoming and and see how they can actually play off each other and then have an off season to practice playing with each other right so uh I think that's an interesting little experiment that's going on with Phoenix and yeah, that was that was the second duo that I went straight to after the Embiid Harden. I was like, okay, they have to be on this list somewhere. And uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how the, how they do what in this fake reality of a uh, of an NBA Jam kind kind of game or or in reality. So, yeah, that's my my one B. Do you also have them, Oren?
0: No, but they were on my like short list. Me too. Uh, they and didn't they're, make they're the top right. three.
2: Yeah, they were like barely I was wrestling between my last. They pick
0: probably now. are in like reality like a top three duo in the world. Yeah. I just they're just not my my cup of tea.
3: Like <laughs> yeah. I would rank them in terms of like real duos, I'd rank them above Tatum and Brown. That that's kind of yeah. where
0: I see them. Same, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And well, I mean, I guess I I should say like it's always like a lame answer, but for For Kawhi and KD, I kind of need to see 65 games. That was part of it, too. I'm just thinking (laughs) next year, I'm like, do do Kawhi or KD? (laughs) Like, I know those guys just have these, like, kind of, like, their spots are just crossed in, like, the top five. But to me, I'm starting to kind of wrestle with, like, okay, like, when do we sort of like pivot to these are guys that are like special and can turn it on, but aren't going to really be able to put in the minutes to carry you in a season. That's probably not fair of of me to say about KD, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like I just, I guess I just don't trust where they're at. Uh, And I, I, whatever, I'm not a doctor or NBA health, but
0: no, I think not even the health part, but like those two duos, Booker and Katie and Kawhi and Paul George, like they're not going to make that list until they make like, I don't know, a conference finals. Like they got to prove it to some extent mm-hmm. before I can really put them up there.
2: Okay. Where, where are we at? Uh, Orin, have you done a third yet?
0: No. Have you done your second?
2: Have I done? Yeah. Well, uh, so I was nuggets and Celtics. So I have one more.
0: Oh, okay. I'll do my third then. Uh, Okay. I guess I'll go with Ja and Jaren Jackson Jr. Incredibly underrated duo. I bet In- you. Incredibly underrated duo. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, Ja doesn't have the greatest publicity right now potentially. Um, but yeah, like going forward next 5 years, not a lot of duos I would take over those two um jaw is really good even though he likes guns and jaron jackson is just like the best defender in the world he won defensive player of the the year Mm -hmm. and they're both really young so i i think and they complement each other with jaron spacing the floor and and jaw just like such a electric driver so i'm i like them yeah and those
2: guys owe everything they have to darko um (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, but but yeah, their athleticism. Uh, yeah, their athleticism. Their um, yeah, but, like their I, I
0: fascination. Yeah, I,
2: I was like, I don't know where I was gonna go with it. Their name alliteration. Um, no, like uh, I I actually wanted to put them there, but up in my head, and this isn't a, a, a burn orange. But I was like, oh, I think I'm being too nerdy about this because yeah. they actually are better than my. My my last team, but um,
3: Jay, who's your, are you on your third? Yeah, I'm on my third. Uh, I went with uh, Scott Foster and Tony Brothers. I think <laughs> nice, like nice. Unstoppable. Dude, no, I'm kidding. Uh, the duo I went with is, uh, I, and this is my NBA Jam answer, definitely not my reality answer, but I went with LeBron in 80. Um, this is, of course, we're talking about a video game here, so we're not worried about injuries or <laughs> load management or anything like that. Um, and yeah, they're just... That it follows my and Orin's too, like the kind of guard, uh, and big duo here. Um, and yeah, we kind of alluded to it earlier with Embiid, like they, they will just push the hell out of anyone in their way. So, uh, that's my video game, uh, third pick. Yeah, so
2: that's that's also my last team. I have, uh, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I have Ad and, and LeBron. Uh, although I definitely do think I would, yeah, I'd put Jaw and, um, yeah, and and uh, Jaren Jackson Jr. over them, yeah. but uh, I just—they're yeah, both impact players, and I totally like the, the, the logic I have for not having like KD or Kawhi, just for whatever reason, does not at all like apply for this, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, because yeah, I don't really expect them to be healthy, but, um, cool. Well, uh, yeah, I think uh, we can we can do our second uh, question now. Uh, unless there's any more duo comments, anyone we left out,
0: we left out uh, S, quite a lot. It, yeah, we did. SGA and Dort is my uh, oh. my fun duo, but. Nice. Uh, Just because they're Canadian. Dort had a great game today. So shout out to him for Canada. And uh, they really are like a duo the way they play together. I feel like they set a ton of screens for each other. Dort is the defender. SGA is the scorer. So obviously they're not on the level, but they're a fun duo to watch if you're Canadian.
3: Yeah, and I was going to say SGA and and Jamal Murray as a segue into the next section of FIBA. Mm -hmm. Nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I every time like okay, we're we're gonna move on to FIBA, but every time uh, they're like we we start to talk FIBA, I always like when I'm looking at the roster, and like, just sort of amazed once again. I, I keep forgetting that Dort is six three, mm-hmm. like he's lit or he's listed as six three, mm-hmm. uh, or I think he is. Anyways, maybe I'm looking at the, looking at the wrong stuff, but I always see him as a guy that's like six eight. Um, yeah. And maybe yeah. it's just sort of the way he plays or
0: uh, have you guys ever seen him in person?
2: No. Is he not? Is he six, eight?
0: No, I would say he's like six, four, six, five, but he's a very interesting person to, to like see in person. Cause he, he's so wide. Yeah. He, he's, he's so be. wide. He's very, like big he moves big. like so quickly and it's just like something that you can't believe
3: yeah there is there's a there are some folks in the nba that just have a presence about them like it's hard to explain but i agree with you or in like mm-hmm. you, you see him in person it's just like you're just built differently and uh, yeah, yeah he, he does yeah dort built different um
2: built dort ford <laughs> um <laughs> no. sorry uh <laughs> yeah, it's a. I mean, that's a, a sort of a different conversation. But like, I I do sort of love how yeah guys can kind of be like listed at the same height and weight, and that doesn't really tell you like half of the story, um, based on sort of mm-hmm. like like how they're built and how they move. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this uh, so yeah, Phoebe's is coming up. Uh, Canada Germany played. Um, in a friendly today, um, shout out Daniel Tice, monster put back jam. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, FIBA is going to be sort of the the, the main uh, non WNBA like uh, basketball for basketball lovers uh, for the next little while. And um, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of good teams, so uh, we, we won't do like a roundabout this time, but um, let me start with you, Jay. Give me your
3: sort of, like, you. this is like the whole tournament plays out. Who's your one, two, three? Uh, the whole tournament plays out. I tried to do this, actually. Like, I went through all of, like, the groups and tried to figure out who would finish first. And all <laughs> okay, I didn't do that. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. There. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think about, like, uh, you know, how, because then it's like if I have, you know, let's say USA and Canada as my top two, I also want to make sure they don't meet each other in the semifinals, right? So yes. th- that's that's my thinking of this. Uh, but my well, thank I you. I have a number one though. My number one is Australia, um, wow. I, and mm, I, I've got cool. them number one for a couple of reasons. I mean, I mean they don't have as I think they have almost as many NBA players as as Canada. Uh, there's a bit more continuity there. My my thing with USA and with Canada is that mm. there just isn't the continuity there, or the roster continuity that you see on like the European squads and most mm-hmm. of the other teams actually in this tournament. So that's that's the one flaw going against uh, me picking either of them. Um, I have you. So I have Australia as number one. Uh, I had USA and Canada as my other two, but I feel like one of them is going to not make it that far. So I think, I don't know. One of them is going to get knocked. One of them is not going to get there and that 13 will end up being Serbia. Um, so yeah, I have a kind of, I kind of cheated a bit. I'm not, I'm not picking USA or Canada here. I'm saying one of them is going to be number two or number three. And I'm saying Australia and Serbia are somewhere in there. <laughs>
2: I, I like I like how you both diligently did the research of coup like it can't be, but then also cheated. Yeah, totally,
3: absolutely. Uh, You're taking I, two lanes. I, I think Good. because this is a, I, I have to I, kind of, I feel inclined to say it's going to be Canada and not USA. Um, so I'll stick with that then. Australia, Canada, Serbia. There, there's your top three.
2: Okay, okay, I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a big. I didn't have Australia in there, so that's making me neither.
0: I'm they wrong. do have like a ton of NBA players and a lot of continuity, but I would say their NBA players are really young. If I had to give a knock against them, it's like Dyson Daniels and Josh Green and, um and Josh Giddey is still Josh pretty young. Josh Giddey, I was going to say, Timothy Sheldon.
3: Mills, baby.
0: Yeah. But those guys are young. So their core, I feel like four years from now, like Australia, you know, is going to be in their prime um but if it's seen it seems early to me just looking at their roster but like i haven't seen them play and they they got like joe angles patty mills i don't know it's like who is really in the prime of their career right there because it's like oldies and young guys sure yeah that's a
2: good point uh is Thibault in the prime of his career he is
0: <laughs> he is, <laughs> he is. He's <laughs> but he's also he's, a, he's, he's a also <laughs> yeah
2: um by the way, I feel like like uh, you just so casually said uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet, and I I have not I heard forgot that. his name.
0: I, totally I know, and he, but
2: I've never thought about it. He really, really
0: looks like him. Oh, that's um, a thing. That's a that's a <laughs> it's a thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
2: that's all I can picture right now. It's like holy yeah, shit! I'm like just picturing Dune with Josh Giddey. Um, <laughs> he's just like way too big for the role. Um. Okay. Uh. So yeah. Wait. So Orrin, who who's your one, two, three?
0: Um, I didn't admittedly put a ton of thought into this, only because like you're asking us to do an impossible thing. Because yeah, this is like it's not the NBA. It's like it's like knockout games. You you know it's so much fluky stuff. Injuries can happen. Uh, we don't even know who's playing. Like we said, we don't know if Giannis is playing. Yeah. Um, so it, it is really hard. Um, but I will say France wins it. They were the runners-up at Euro basket last summer. Um, basically, one of Canada, France, and Spain will not make it out of the second group stage yep. to the quarterfinals. And I'm guessing that's going to be Spain. Because they have like a lot of injuries um, or not even injuries, but Lorenzo Brown's not playing and Ricky Rubio's not playing. so like their two best guards basically are not playing and it's still Spain, like they're gonna be really good, but uh, yeah, like France was right there with them in the Eurobasket. I kind of just feel like with those guys not there, uh, this is France's tournament. So I'm gonna pick France to win. Um, I'm gonna pick Canada. <laughs> to, to medal I don't know if I have I'm gonna sure. pick USA to not medal uh, I don't believe in them <laughs> it's just too many young guys who've never played FIBA before mm-hmm. and that's just not a recipe for success like a certain amount of talent can definitely like get you past all that stuff but and they have a lot of talent but they're so young and like they finished 9th uh, in the last World Cup with this same kind of model right with like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown and those guys so yeah I I just I don't really believe in that team Um, so I'll say I'll say Canada comes in second if that's possible and then I will say um, like Lithuania has a pretty easy run (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they're always great yeah, they, yeah, they got some good players. Germany, I thought, looked good today. And then Luca is playing with Slovenia. Um, if I okay, if I had to pick a third place team, I'm gonna say I'll say Germany. Mm-hmm. And I'll say Brazil is another team to watch out for. I think they're gonna have a mm. good tournament.
2: Okay, cool. Nice um, yeah, I like and and uh you know just like in fairness to to this question it is impossible because last mm-hmm. time canada was it was it fiba where uh canada like was eliminated on a thomas sataransky fadeaway
0: um, or was that qualified? yeah yeah, oh, it, was yeah it, qualifying it was qualifying tournament. sorry yeah it's
2: just sort of like the 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 type of guys who sort of step up and like you know there's just so much system stuff and yeah um so i actually i had france uh winning it as well um and my main thing is that I just think like a guy, look, a guy like Gobert, who's going to thrive in this tournament. And I think that the general sort of like NBA consensus has gone like a bit too far on like Gobert sucking. Um, and I think he's still like a, just like incredible defender. And um, but I, I, I think maybe I'm different here because I have the USA finishing second and i think it's going to be like they're going to shock people um but that's just looking up and down the roster and like hearing what you're saying or and definitely mm-hmm. makes me makes me think that like give whatever like you know a team that's been playing together for a long time serbia lithuania slovenia um is going to beat the usa uh and i have canada finishing third um which i'm not sure how disappointing or not that will be for canada i feel like
0: for me personally I think- Canada medals, that is something that no fan can complain about. I hope
2: so. Yeah. Like, like, I think we're really, you know, it's always the thing like where it's sort of like these, these teams have just been playing together forever. So Mm -hmm. um, I, yes, we have like the most NBA talent, not including the U S but it's still, it's like, these are still incredible players.
0: Yeah. The thing for people to know is that like, this the way the bracket fell is so lopsided. So Canada is pretty screwed compared to a team like the USA, who like on their side of the gra- bracket is like Greece and Serbia. But those teams are missing Jokic and Giannis, right? And then on the other side of the bracket is just stacked. It's like Australia, Germany, Slovenia, Canada, Spain, France, Latvia. So it's gonna be tough for Canada. Like they just have a shitty draw. I don't know if I'm allowed Mm -hmm. to swear, sorry. Um, Yeah, you are. But that's why I think like as if they just qualify for the Olympics, that's all they need to do.
3: And also like to to your point, Orin, I mean, about about the difficult side of the bracket, whoever comes out of that difficult side of the bracket is if if you've noticed all three of us, the winner is coming out of that side, right? Because you've kind of you're kind of battle tested, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with you. That, That that Canada's got an uphill battle to climb, but at the same time they've They've got the most NBA talent on, on that side, right? So hopefully it comes through in, in some some big games down the stretch. Come on, guys.
2: Do it for Leo Routins. Do it for um, <laughs> Rowan Barrett Jr. Um, <laughs> Rowan Barrett Sr. Yeah, Roland, yeah sorry. Rowan Barrett Sr. <laughs> do it for Jay Triano. Um, mm. Okay.
0: Um, do it for Nick Nurse.
2: Oh, no, do it for <laughs> Nick Nurse, guys. Um <laughs> Okay, let's uh let's uh, move on to some Raptor stuff.
1: Stay tuned after the break for more Confederacy of Dunks.
2: Uh, and we're going to bring Maddie in here, but, uh, please Maddie play, uh, deliciously weird Raptors, weird owl sting.
0: Me and spending all my life leaving in a Raptors paradise. Yeah.
3: Hashtag we the Doors <laughs> Cool, man. <laughs> we're cool um
1: <laughs> yeah we're,
2: we're not old we're cool um not old. all right uh maddie i'm gonna kick this kick this baby off with you yeah. um this is sort of the, the the silly dumb question here um so uh i want you to uh, pick a raptor uh and tell me what they are doing uh post-career um and and why it's the most interesting career. A current Raptor, what are they doing after they stop playing basketball?
1: Right. uh You know, the first player that popped into my head, now he's new, he hasn't even played a damn game yet, but Grady Dick, there's something... Mm-hmm. My... Is that yours as well? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you what I think Grady's going to be doing. I think yeah. that we're finally going to get the bad boy furniture franchise involved with the Raptors. <laughs> I feel, I don't know what it is Finally. about him. Like, I feel like he's going to be somehow involved with that company moving forward. He might get a few endorsements throughout and then they might get more involved with the Raptors when he retires. Cause he's going to play his whole career here, Mr. Dick. He's gonna just take over the rates. those guys that look like Horatio Sans or whatever like they they're not getting the freaking company. I know Mel's gone, but I think Grady Grady's gonna have the swagger to to maybe open up a few more shops maybe some well, we're gonna get a downtown version of Bad boy. Who knows, maybe it's going to be on the side of the Scotia Bank. But I just see Grady there. He seems like a guy that he can sell you, you know, three blazers for $100 or or appliances and furniture. He's got that vibe. And I think that he's going to it's going to be a whole other world for him and he's been infusing it with with Toronto basketball. This is what I'm looking for. Um Grady Dick
2: Furniture Salesman in I'm um, in like 15 years. <laughs> uh, so this is good. Uh I, I enjoy the, the this is like yeah. a, this is like yeah 20 2035 2040. Um <laughs> And and finally bringing bad boys—that's that, a good choice of words. Uh, finally bringing bad boys furniture in. Yeah. they've been they've been held out. They've been on the sidelines <laughs> for way too long.
1: <laughs> like I want to um, see them donating a TV for a fan to smash at halftime <laughs> or something. You know, and you get to do they do that? <laughs> no, but they need oh. to. Oh, they will. Okay. They they will. will. I, was, I was like, do they have like a smash breaking stuff room? <laughs> <laughs> or they probably got some <laughs> old TVs. Come on.
2: Yeah, fair enough. They, they they got some old TVs. My bad. Um, okay. Uh, well, okay. We know Oren's going to do Grady Dick. So let's like let's take a break from from Grady, and um, uh, Jay, who's your player, and what uh, what's their what's their career?
3: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, twenty thirty eight motivational speaker series. <laughs> Up next is a fifteen year NBA vet. He came out of nowhere. He wasn't drafted. The Raptors uh, signed him, and he went on to play an illustrious career. The The best undrafted player in NBA history. Please put it your hands together for Marquise Noel. Mm, nice. Can Motivational speaker, Marquise Noel. Like, it's it's kind of written in the stars for him, right? He's going to impress a lot of people. He's going to, I don't know. I, I, I like his vibe, and... Uh, <laughs> Post Raptors career motivational speaker. I think that's I mean, just book it now, man. That's
2: this that's is good. It. I like how far we're going into the future.
3: Um <laughs> <Yeah>. Marquise,
2: <laughs> Marquise <laughs> Noel just comes out on stilts, hops off them. He's like, I <laughs> didn't need
0: these. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: uh yeah. Marquise
0: Noel is an inspiration to anyone five, seven, and under, you know, yeah. just like follow your dreams. You too can be an NBA player if you put your mind to it.
3: There it is.
2: Yeah. There that was, was my,
3: beautiful.
2: that was my summer. Uh, I was so happy. I was I, I was sitting really close for that. Like that was my summer league. highlight. that first game against Chicago, oh, hmm. um, where he got into, you got into like a pushing match too with the, with the guy that the Raptors picked up. Uh, like <laughs>
3: yeah. With JFL. Pre- yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: That was awesome. Well, I, I was like, <laughs> man, I was like, this guy's really small and he's really imposing himself. I'm, I'm into it. Um, he was okay.
0: a fan favorite from day one for sure. Yeah.
2: He's so fun. Um, okay. Orin. Who's your,
0: I mean, sorry. It's a, we know it's Grady, well, But like, yeah, I would say about Grady. I think he's going to have like, and I'm not just saying this cause they're both white shooters, but I think he's going to have like JJ Reddick's post career. Like he's talked about like the media okay. doing, doing stuff in the media. He's obviously very comfortable in front of a camera and a mic. And people seem to like him. So I could see that like podcasting, media, TNT, that route. Um, it's not that interesting. I think the actual answer here is OGN and Ananobi, but we won't Ooh. know the interesting stuff he has going on. Like <laughs> he'll just he owns he owns the London Lions. Like he, he owns yeah. part of the right, the British basketball team. But like you don't really hear about it. And I feel like as he accumulates wealth and power. OG is going to do a lot of fun stuff, but nobody hmm. will really know what what's really going on over there.
3: I like that. Um, uh, oh, I so wish I, sorry, go ahead. I wish I knew a little bit more about the the the, the basketball league, like the other teams there, because I can see like a a Ted Lasso like future where like he marries someone and then divorces her and and leaves the London team for her, and he he gets like the rival team and that's his team, and it's just like. <laughs> He just ends up being Rupert from Ted Lasso, and that's his, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Like, I,
2: I didn't know that's where... I, when you I, said I, I Ted Lasso, I didn't know you were going into, like, OG's, like, the bad guy.
3: Yeah, I'm um, obviously binging Ted Lasso right now, so this is why it's on my head, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. We're, we're wherever, whatever will happen with OG it will
0: definitely be the most interesting... Post rap, I could see OG story. just like be a chef, you know, just like something he <laughs> doesn't need to do. But like he's just like, I'm just gonna become a chef now and like do that for a couple of years. Yeah, or OG, like something completely random.
2: The, I, like ever since what about scarves? I was like, this guy's this guy's guy. This guy has it. He's, he's got. He's yeah. got it, man. Um, it. Like to make Surge obviously actually angry on his own show. Was just so I was like this guy is so funny such a like no, he's <laughs> so funny like the good yeah. side of a troll.
0: Um, Honestly, uh, an actor I could see OG acting
2: definitely. Um, yeah. Also, uh, by the way, Orman, when you said I don't want to compare to like a uh, you know compare Grady to like another white shooter, I thought you were going to say Jason Capono, who I'm pretty <laughs> sure works in like food trucks. Like, because no we, we, when he was a raptor, he was like all about like being on like Venice Beach, LA strips, and he was like every time I like every summer I go home and like I cook with my dad or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know that that is exactly true, but there was some version of that that was true. Um, <laughs> Interesting. But uh, okay, my mine was actually um, I was sort of torn. Uh, I, I was gonna go with Yaka uh, uh, Purtle. Uh, and I feel like I'm choosing Yaka Purtle because, like anything he does will be like, "Oh, really? Okay, Fair enough. Um, and I see Yaka Purtle uh, going into like becoming this like incredible player development guy. I just love the, I love, I love that Yaka. I love that he's a Raptor again, but I also love that he, it's just sort of slipped out and it makes sense, but he spent so much time doing one-on-one training with Tim Duncan. And I feel like that really will influence his career. And I see him being like, like sort of like, the, like a big whisperer um, for the rest of his career, uh, which maybe is not that interesting because it's still related to basketball. Um, but I think he'll be the type of guy that, People forget about, and then they see on the bench, and they're like, "Who's that giant guy?" Um, yeah, so that's that, that's my boring answer. Uh, I, I I clearly should have. I was gonna go Thaddeus Young, but I was like, I feel like Thaddeus Young. Like, I don't know. Um, it's just gonna that's be like a nice next guy. year. <laughs> yeah, that's or like gosh. exactly. Uh, I should have. Yeah, that's like next year, and um, I think he could legit. I see him being a motivational speaker.
0: Immediately. Yeah, he's. You he probably he's already. Great. is um, Okay. I feel like he'll work in, like, a front office or, like, player development stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's one of those, like, super likable guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, okay, let's uh, let's do this last question here. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I'm just sort of curious to see your guys' opinion on it. Uh, I guess, yeah, let me start with you. Um, let me start with you, Jay, Uh And yeah, I'll I'll try not to overpreface this. Uh, Do you think the hysteria around Pascal is justified, or are we just sort of in the you know summer boredom? Like they always say, the NBA is a twelve-month season, and I feel like it's it's not actually. Um, There's (laughs) this part of the season that we're in that's kind of there's nothing going on. Um, So yeah, like do, do you feel like this is sort of like a justified kind of conversation?
3: No, I think it's just definitely boredom. Uh, you know, you mentioned it right off the, dot, off the top, right? You said that the, the, essentially the, the NBA never sleeps. And it's true. Like, there's just content being generated all the time. And it's very rare that there's a time when there is no content. And it's kind of slow right now, to be honest with you. Like, nothing's really jumping out. Uh, I feel like the, the hype around FIBA World Cup hasn't really hit the fever pitch yet. Because we're not into the regular the group stage games yet. So yeah, Sham Sharani was like, okay, well, I need to drum up something. So let's bring back something about Siakam. Let's 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 say that the Lillard talks are back on soon and let's 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 talk about James Harden. Like th- that whole article was just useless. There was just recycled stuff that we've seen for the past. Several weeks. I mean, I think we're at two months now, right? So, yeah, I think it's just summer boredom. It's like, okay, let's just give something people can talk about, and then, uh, you know, hopefully within the next week, uh, you know, uh, an NBA player makes fun of a politician, and we can talk about that instead. But like, I think it's just it was pretty quiet in the news cycle, so it's like let's let's drum up some excitement here.
2: Well, let me ask you just a quick follow mm-hmm. up. Like, what about sort of what about fans who sort of are? I guess, fr- you know, frustrated with, with how the losing Fred went down. Like, do you think sort of the, the lack of extension, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't know enough to know that if the Raptors like, like what rumors are true about like the sides of it, you know, the extension thing, like, you know, maybe it's just not in, maybe Siakam and, and the Raptors are just, they're both not planning to talk extensions at this point. Um but, you know, considering we, you know, we lost Fred, do you think that it, it's valid that fans sort of want to transfer their frustration of the front office to this situation? Or, yeah, is that also sort of like boredom and
3: just like misplacing anger? Yeah, I don't, that's, a, that's, a, that's a valid question in in the sense that, yeah, I, I get that, that a lot of fans are upset that Fred was lost for, for nothing. But I... I actually don't like saying that we lost Fred for nothing because we Mm -hmm. still got an extra half season out of him and, you know, he helped us get to that play-in and whatever. But, like, uh, and maybe I'm selectively picking certain parts of the latest Shams article, but, like, one thing that I think is true is that Fred didn't, like, the offers for Fred at the trade deadline were just not good enough, right? And I think that that kind of gets lost in this, too, is, like, okay, in this alternate universe... Masai does the trade, but the trade is really shitty. Like, <laughs> incredibly shitty that, like, the fans are now upset that Masai's lost a step, he's just accepting anything, he's giving away his players for, for free. What if he resigned in the offseason? Like, there's this other world where it's like, what if we didn't trade Fred? What if he possibly resigned with us? Why do we trade him away for, like, 25 cents on the dollar here? So, I think you, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, right? And um, I think that the, the fans are... I mean, we we have a very loyal fan base in the sense that anything and everything will will probably anger them anyways. So um, I, I just think this is just the latest the latest uh, thing to to kind of get angry about.
2: What what about you, Aaron?
0: Uh, Um Yeah, there's a lot there. I think um, there is. You can be like mad about how they handled fried stuff and you can Mm -hmm. question the front office I think those things are totally fair if you're a Raptors fan but I think yeah what happened recently genuinely frustrated me I shouldn't have let it get to me I really shouldn't have but just like all the people freaking out on Twitter about like Mm -hmm. this trade package that Shams mentioned that the Hawks offered for Siakam but he actually didn't say what the package was and I saw people be like the Raptors should have taken that they should just trade Siakam get off him and like that's a fair stance to have that they should trade Siakam before the season starts but to be like they should have taken a deal that I have no idea what was in the deal in terms of like it could have been a second round pick it could have been two first round picks and two pick swaps that were unprotected like we don't know so that actually bothered me that people were like making a a deal out of that I put no weight in like these rumors and like stuff about like extension talk, because why would you get mad about that right now? When I think you have to wait until the season to get mad about that. Like if he is unsigned and untraded by the start of the season, I will be upset. And I think a lot of people have a right to like be questioning that. But right now there's just no reason to sign him to an extension. If you can wait and do that till the end of the season or the start of the season. So again, I think most of this is boredom um but the general like pascal being in the news all summer stuff to me that is justified just because you know his name is like it's pretty obvious that they shopped him it's pretty obvious that the team doesn't make a whole lot of sense um as currently constructed and that he is the most obvious guy you would trade to kind of retool the roster so I think in general it is justified, but some of these specific reasons for anger recently are boredom and maybe frustration from nothing happening, but like you got to be patient. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, 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 lots of great points on, That's on, on all sides there. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's dense. Like I think, you know, one yeah. thing I sort of want to touch on that um, you were saying, Oren, is that, the yeah the like grievances regarding like unspecified picks Mm -hmm. is always sort of like a part of the rumor mill that kind of just doesn't do it for me like it's like i I, I, it's like i want to care right i want to be passionate and sort of like have an opinion but even when it's sort of like a first round pick it's sort of like what are the protections and like yeah when is the first round pick and or, you know, like, there, because for OG, there was, like, a lot of the rumors were, you know, in the season, like, multiple first-round picks. Right, pick. right. And it's just sort of, like, you know, I think one thing I've heard coming back from, from like, in, in these sort of same rumors is that Masai wants players. And that, to me, kind of tracks with how Masai and Bobby roll, because I think mm-hmm. there's there's something, like, real about a player. Like, you know who they are. It's not this sort of, like, immaterial thing. Um, and it's, you know, I, I think people don't think about like a, a precious um, you know, in the in the Lowry trade as like a pick. But it was, at the same time, it's a really young player who salary you control for a long time. And, you know, so like I, I think that to me is 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 a is sort of like I'm always curious because I feel like I don't really know like even if a part of me wants to get angry or whatever, like I don't know what I'm actually getting frustrated about. And then mm. the other part that, you know, I think you both said it's like this, this idea of patience. And I think we're far enough out from the appreciation of sort of what Messiah and Bobby did to build a contender and enough of kind of like the taking, taking steps down year after year, or like, even even if it's not steps down, it's kind of like this. Um, yeah, I think like what, 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 what I sort of, can't really get my head around is transferring one situation to the next. Like, you know, we lost Fred, therefore we will lose Pascal. It's mm-hmm. like that type of logic. I think I always sort of get stuck on because it's like, you know, or, or like, oh, we drafted Scotty and we never draft shooters. And then we drafted Grady Dick and it's sort of like, okay, well, like where, where does that fit on your Messiah and Bobby? Like, you know, <laughs>
0: bingo board
2: bingo. Yeah, exactly. Right. So <laughs> I think I, I get stuck on stuff like that, but, um, yeah, what like, l- l- let me ask you a quick follow up, Orrin, like, do you think that, um, like we, when you're saying that, uh, you know, the, 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 the Pascal fit is awkward and sort of like retooling, is there a fair expectation? You, you hear a lot of fans Like as far as a return, like when people are saying like, well, we shouldn't trade Pascal unless we get blank. Is there like, is there something you read on a regular basis where you're like, okay, well that's like a fair expectation.
0: Yeah, I I guess that's a good question. I don't think I've seen like a consensus from fans. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason is that the trade market right now is in a really confusing place, right? Like, Because of the new CBA and stuff like that, um, people are kind of re questioning what a max player should look Mm -hmm. like and the value that they now have. And like if this was last summer, I think it would be really easy to be like, okay, Siakam, if we're trading Siakam, I want him to get like the Donovan Mitchell package at least basically right right? but now now everyone looks back on those two deals the Rudy deal and the Mitchell deal and are like oh god those are horrible deals I think they scare teams from making deals like that too so I think that's why it's so confusing too and that there isn't like a consensus I will say what what Shams reported with like DeAndre Hunter he's on a pretty bad contract um and then Adrian Griffin who I really like and then draft compensation it's like unless we're going to unless we're talking about all the max co- draft compensation they they could offer like I don't like that deal you need more than one guy in griffin Especially mm-hmm. like you said, that this isn't a team that wants to like rebuild and and have draft picks, you know, five years out, and and that's all they're getting back from Siakam. They want players. So if all I'm getting in terms of who I can play next year, for sure in my rotation, is Adrian Griffin, that's like that's not an ex- inspiring for Siakam. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think you would want like a couple of guys, at least two to three guys who who you could play and who have upside and who like theoretically fit around Scotty.
2: Right. Um, yeah. I feel like, and, and, and I'll give you sort of a, a last thought here, uh, Jay, but um, I, I don't think it's necessarily possible, but if I could sort of like pretend I was Messiah and Bobby for a second, like, I think if they move Pascal, if they're like, you know, if the shopping is sort of like, if, if part of it is sort of to get to an actual place, I think they want like a Halliburton Sabonis scenario, Mm -hmm. whether that's realistic or not. I think that's how they, that's how they like that's their where they're at. Um, Yeah. Jay, let me, let me just sort of get, we just went on for a bit. So let me give you a last thought on,
3: on the stuff like uh, anything we said. Yeah, no, I was, I think everything that, that Orin, Orin and yourself said were, were kind of where my head was at too. Right. It's like, if a Siakam trade does happen, you're going to get angry fans like you're going to get you're getting angry fans now because you're seeing what what's happening i guess or what's not happening with the front office but if a trade does happen yeah it's going to be 80 cents or less on a dollar and you're going to get really upset fans so um yeah you're right and i don't think that you're going to end up with a halliburton first bonus type of thing here where both sides kind of prosper with uh, a bigger name here. So, yeah, I, I, my hope is that... Uh, I, actually, I don't know what I'm hoping for here, really. Because, like, I, I agree that, like, the way that the team is currently constructed is not going to be... is not going to have a good season. But I also don't want to give up siakam for anything less than he's worth right so I, i'm i'm just as stumped as you guys I, I i don't know where where this team should go i don't have a, a like a, a one i don't think one trade is going to solve all of their problems so it, it really is uh it's really going to be an interesting next couple of weeks because if
0: this is ultimately the team that you're going with moving forward man it's going to be a long season I think what's going to happen is they're going to re-sign him to that extension. And then um, one of those deals will eventually come up, whether it's at the trade deadline or next offseason. like players are always asking out and like, yeah, it's true that there's not right now any, any like one for one kind of fits or just a team offering a boatload for him. But I think it'll come. Um, Dame is obviously like, could have been that answer, but then the Blazers don't want Siakam, they want to rebuild. But, like, there's going to be a situation where a star wants out, but that team still wants to win, and therefore a guy like Siakam would fit. So I kind of feel like, at least that's kind of what I'm hoping will happen. And, yeah, this this season will be a little clunky, but we've seen worse Raptors teams. They'll be competitive. It'll Mm -hmm. be fine.
2: Yeah, I'm sort of, I think that the expectations have gotten so sort of, low yeah, like low, went from being low. like well we were a 48 win team myself included you we're gonna be better whatever and then it's like this like horrible 41 win season we're like no one's having fun and i think now it's gonna be like i hope the raptors win 15 games <laughs> um and it's like i think they're sort of gonna like blow oh uh, not blow that out of the water well yeah they will but i mean yeah i, no, think, I that, think they'll
0: blow like the 34 i think is their over under in vegas yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's low to me
2: um and and I mean I've said this before on the pod too, but I really feel like this this sort of era, right? Like this this kind of like this day new mom from a championship, and sort of like the the pandemic and the bubble and like Tampa and all that kind of shit. It really is sort of. I think people want to believe that they're is this Band-Aid or there was a Band-Aid that Masai or Bobby could have pulled off and flipped it and sort of like redirected this in a really fast way. And I think that, you know, you look at like a, a Dallas Dirk post championship and, you know, a non-destination city sort of like after winning a championship, it's, it's, it's not totally similar to have kind of this like slow, you know, grinding down that's happened. Um, It is difficult though to, to sort of deal with as a fan, but um, uh, anyways, I feel like that bleak ending is a good place to sort of wrap this up. Um, Maddie, we'll, we'll bring you back in here uh, and, and thank you both for doing the pod uh, and and everyone who's been listening. Appreciate you guys. Um, Let me go to you first, Jay. Uh, What's up? What's something you want to plug?
3: What do you want to let people know? Ozmos. Oh, Oz. Oz knows. If, for those of you who don't see, uh, no. Anyways, uh, I won't <laughs> plug them anymore. Um, no, I, I, got, I got nothing to plug. I get, you know, you got the, the, that's a rap podcast. We record every Friday. So it's out later on Fridays. Uh, we've obviously taken a little bit of a, a breather during the summer. We usually do, uh, but we'll be kicking that in high gear very shortly. Um, and I've also taken a bit of a hiatus from writing on Raptors HQ, but I'm still there. And, um, uh, you know, our, our new editor, Chelsea's is uh, a, making sure to kick me in the butt every now and then, make sure I get back to writing. So I'll have some stuff up there very, very soon. But uh, again, I uh, love being on here, Freddie, and, and thanks again for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, happy to have you back. Um, Oren, what's up? What do you got going on?
0: Um, lots of stuff to come for the FIBA World Cup. I'll be covering that uh, and Team Canada and just general tournament over at Sportsnet and yahoo but today i just noticed that this q a i did with grady dick from summer league just went up today at complex canada so nice check nice. that out if you're yeah we just talked about like random stuff like music and movies and stuff
2: bad boys like
0: yeah and uh the bad boy pistons yeah
2: um sweet well thanks for doing the show man
0: no thanks for having me that was fun
2: uh, and, uh, and Maddie, I'll, th- I'll throw it to you. What, what should we let the, the good people of, uh, I don't know, our listenership know
1: as always just go to Raptors dot com. You can see all of our episodes there, all the other podcasts on the Rapcast, as well as all the writers and all their pieces they put up. There's that beautiful paywall. Give your money to them. They deserve it. And if you watched us on YouTube, go over to your favorite podcatcher, listen to the full episode there. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll see you at the X in two weeks. Food Building G.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, catch us Some at the food pavilion.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, um, it's okay, easy well, to find well. us in there. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: That's an easy place to find anybody. Yeah. I'm <laughs> uh okay, cool. Well, yeah, thanks again, everyone. And uh Maddie, if we're if we're done and good to go, please just give you those give me those words I love so much, okay.
3: Okay, check
1: out the new episode of Guns and Rizzy of only on the rap cast.